Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome to Find Your Hum. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this is episode 48, how to find your hum in your natal chart. Before we get in, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land of which this podcast is recorded, the Darkinjung people, and I wish to pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Before I get into today's episode, I really just want to say a huge thank you to the support that I've received on the previous episode about my decision to have a baby and obviously the support um, with the whole IVF stuff in general. It has been amazing. I feel very overwhelmed with the amount of people that reached out. It was great. I also put a little poll over on my Instagram uh, in the last couple of days and there was, oh my goodness, overwhelmingly the amount of people that want to know about my journey. So I will be sharing that. There'll be some videos and stuff posted over on Instagram. So if you want to head over there and follow me, if you don't already, I'll be sharing all the fun stuff like the injections and the emotional roller coaster and all of that. So yeah, if you want to jump on that, go ahead and follow me on Instagram, but I'll also be doing a few episodes on here as well. Recording this podcast and sharing my knowledge, my experiences is really how I love to give back. And as you will hear in this episode, it is actually very much written in my chart. In saying that, if you are enjoying this podcast or any particular episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend or leave me a review on the podcast player that you are listening to, as it really helps me grow my audience and allows me to give back to more people. Now today, we have Melanie Bentley-Moore, otherwise known as Your Cosmic Coach, Melanie and I actually recorded this episode back in August last year. Why I haven't actually released it until now, I have no idea, but I also believe there's a reason for everything. So we are getting Melanie's wisdom right now. We're going to go into our natal charts in a lot more detail than just our sun signs. And as you will find out from this episode... We are so much more than just our sun signs, or as most people know it, as our star sign. And if you listen to the solo episode that I did on finding myself in my natal chart, you may already have a bit of an understanding of this. Now, I'm not an astrologer. I don't pretend to be an astrologer. I definitely have a huge passion for astrology, but I thought I would bring in an expert, aka Melanie, to really help us dive into how our natal chart can really show us our purpose in life. She'll go through all the different planets that help point to our purpose, different houses that we can look at, and how to start to layer all the meanings of everything that we talk about. Melanie has also offered us a discount on her course, The Essence of You, which honestly is the perfect way to dive more into your chart. So use the code PODCAST10 
I'll also link that course over in the show notes. And honestly, if you have any interest at all in this episode, I highly, highly suggest going and doing that course. Now you can find Melanie over on Instagram or TikTok as your cosmic coach. And like I said, all the ways you can find and work with Melanie will be in the show notes. Now, before we jump into the episode, I just want to let you know, I have revamped my quick reset. This is an eight week journey with me to help you reignite that inner sparkle. This is designed for you if you don't really have like a health condition as such, but you really want to remember how good you are meant to feel. You kind of know what health looks like, but you haven't quite been able to get there. So this eight weeks basically has us going through starting with an in-depth first consultation and which you walk away with a fully personalized plan just for you, followed by a really quick check-in a week later because I find that some people when they start to go and implement it might have a few questions so we can talk through those. And from there, the next two sessions really allow us to continue to work through that original plan, expand on it, but also work energetically with the body, with either some Reiki, some EFT, or a bark flower assessment. It really depends on you and what you are needing. And would it be me if we didn't end on using your cycle to empower you and your health? And that's how we finish up. So this eight weeks really shows you that feeling great is both achievable and enjoyable. The link for that eight weeks with me is in the bio. So if you're at all interested, go and check it out. So Melanie, I feel like I need to ask you first up, what are your big three? Um, I'm a Taurus sun, Capricorn moon, and a Cancer rising. And if you can see, very round, white <laughs> face. So yeah, definitely a Cancer rising for sure. What about yourself? I am a Virgo sun, a Leo rising, and a Pisces moon. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's very interesting. <laughs> Especially because the way my um, Virgo fit, sits into my first house. So yeah, that and that <laughs> Pisces energy, oh great yeah they're opposite aren't they so it's all about finding balance between the two but the thing is with opposite signs sister signs they've got a lot to learn from each other so you've got a lot to learn with yourself (laughs) yes oh my god that just explains my life (laughs) yeah Yeah. I'm going to ask you a little bit about what it was like where you grew up because as most of our listeners will probably hear you are definitely not Australian so can you give us a bit of a background on yeah, what it was like where you grew up and what was Melanie like as a teenager? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm from England, Manchester to be precise. So Manchester United, before you ask, <laughs> red, big red hair. Yeah. Um, and I live in a small town in Manchester. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's a poor area, but it's not a yeah, it is actually because, <laughs> you know, um, it's not the most affluent. It's definitely not the most um, of positive vibes, things like that. It's just a random town in Manchester. Um, but I'm proud to be from here nonetheless. It's got everything where I live. So I'm really grateful for that. But opportunity wise, like, you could say I've got the belief that, oh, because I'm from this town, 
then I'm not going to achieve my dreams because I don't see anyone else doing that, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to be the first. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be the first to get my name. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's that tourist um, in you. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So Um In terms of me as a teenager, so we start high school here at age 11. At age 11, I lost my mother. And we leave high school at around 16. I was 15 because I'm born late into the year, into school year. But yeah, between ages and 11 and 16, this is when it's like your teenage years in high school. The first two years, I was very... I, just, <laughs> I was the class clown. I was a bit naughty. I just wanted to make people laugh because I wanted to make friends, basically. Um, I feel like I'm still the class clown now. Um, I love to make people laugh and that is definitely my thing and then it wasn't up until about year nine so about age 14 is when you know I screwed my head on a little bit um was like no come on sort your head out and things like that but I was the type of person who got along with all groups basically like I wouldn't say I was super popular or like a geek or anything like that but I was the one who could mix with everyone. Like my son is in the 11th house. So yeah, that's definitely a manifestation of that. Could easily talk, easily um, befriend each groups. Um, studies wise, I, I never knew what I wanted to do as a teenager. There's so much pressure. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just chose any um, t- subjects to take to university which I didn't do because I still didn't know what I wanted to do um yeah teenagers times I I was just living with my dad um he's a Scorpio so my opposite sign <clears throat> we have a we have oh it's difficult <laughs> it's difficult to say my relationship with my father um it is good but it's not affectionate it's not what a child especially a teenager needed who has just lost her mother. Um, So I think a lot of me not having that affection played out into relationships, friends, school, etc. But um, yeah, I felt lost. Looking back, I felt lost. I was just doing what school told me to do, but I didn't feel joy. I didn't know what I wanted to do, feeling very lost within, inside and outside. It's quite a hard time to feel that confusion and loss anyway I think as a teenager there is a lot of expectation same over this side of the world and like what are you going to do what are you going to be and you have all these thoughts anyway and then to be in that situation as well yeah I can understand that would have been quite challenging for you yeah for sure and especially when everyone else around you knows what they're doing and going to uni and stuff like that I was like how do you guys know what you want to do <laughs> and me being me I'm not the type of person to do just anything maybe it's because I'm really earth dominant I don't do things for the sake of it I do it because I want to do it so that's why I didn't go to uni and things like that but looking back I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so glad I knew my mind then <laughs> it's interesting I was actually the opposite I knew I always like from a teenage perspective oh I used to joke that I wanted to be the CEO of Cadbury's because I wanted to like be the boss woman and I love chocolate so why not be the CEO of Cadbury's and I did like I went and I went to uni and I studied business and stuff so I actually did that progression but I absolutely saw a lot of that and I've had staff in the meantime 
like younger staff that are teenagers and they're just so like lost and confused but then there's all this pressure on them as well so yeah it's a very hard time if you don't really know what you want to do and like at that age how are you meant to kind of know so young like just think back to being 15 16 choosing the subjects you want to do at college and to go to uni and it's so young you're still a child but of course at the time you just think you're a super adult and you know it all but like looking back oh my god so young (laughs) so how did you get into astrology um well it goes back to my father so one of great pastimes that we did used to share together my dad was big on like telescopes so we didn't it's funny because we didn't grow up with money like at all I'm still trying to deal with like money trauma I have Chiron in my second house Saturn in my eighth house and that has really really shown throughout my life so we didn't grow up with money at all but one thing that my dad did love to say for was telescopes (laughs) and he always said you get what you pay for when it comes to telescopes because he too was like so into the solar system and the universe and the planets and things and we used to go up to this hill near us and you could overlook all of Manchester and the sky was always really clear and we take the telescopes up and it just showed me like there's Venus and there's you know we can see Saturn this this week come on let's go up and things like that so yeah it started really really young in fact um and I remember he bought me this big like ring binder about the solar system and the planets and things like that not from an astrological point of view more from like a um like a physics point of view um but I still loved it nonetheless and then it wasn't until I went to high school and I started like oh that's not cool <laughs> that's not cool anymore <laughs> hi are you into the planets no Mal <laughs> So, you know, I, I just suppressed that side of me um, and it wasn't until I went solo travelling on my own to Southeast Asia when I was around 25, I want to say, 25, so four years, no, 24 because it was five years ago. Um, I purposely put myself in Vietnam where they don't speak English, like this particular town, so I could just spend time on my own and figure myself out. Um, And then from there, I just asked myself a really important question, like, what is it I have enjoyed? What gives me joy? What lights me up? And, you know, I went through all the timeline in my life and I was like, oh, my God, like, remember when me and my dad used to go and look in the telescopes and they'd show me all the planets and the moon and things like that? One, I remember one of my very, very first pictures on Instagram was a, um, do you know when it first started, was a picture of the moon. <laughs> nice. So yeah, how old was it? 20, 21 when Instagram first came out or something. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until I went on the solo journey of figuring out myself and my life and my purpose is when I connected the dots and was like, astrology, it's always been there. And it shows in my chart which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. If you could go back to that 15, 16-year-old self, do you think it would have been really beneficial to sort of know what you know now with the astrology and charting your path that early? Or as a teen, do you think you just would have been like, eh, that's like, no, I want to do it my way, not what some chart tells me? <laughs> um. 
Well, first of all, I believe in divine timing. Like it came to, it came back to me exactly when it needed to. Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be where I am now if I didn't go through all that trial and error. You know, figuring, mm-hmm. trying to really figure out who I am. So you know, all in divine timing. But taken away from that, um, I don't. I've, I've always been so proud of being a Taurus. Like I really remember that in <laughs> school, and I knew everyone's like star signs and things like that. Um, but I'd, I'd never speak about it. Oh, I don't know. It's a difficult one to say, isn't it? Really, I don't know. Probably, I probably definitely like some guidance. But if I would have dove deep into my chart then, it wouldn't have resonated at yeah. all. You know, so I'm a Cancer rising and a Pisces midheaven. So when I do readings, I look, those are the part of the two things that I look towards in a chart to figure out someone's calling. And, you know, if I would have seen that, I would have been like, well, I'm here to make others feel safe and secure. I'm here to help other people. I'm here to do something spiritual. no. I just want to rave and go to parties. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Can I do that as a career? <laughs> so it wouldn't have resonated then. So I probably would have been like, oh, this is bull, you know? Yeah. But that goes back to, you know, me finding it properly. Like five years ago and be like, right, let's figure this out. It still doesn't make sense, but I'm going to put my faith out there and just work with it and see what happens. And I always teach my clients and the people that I read for is like, it's not just knowing your chart, it's using it, but it's also having that spiritual connection with yourself and your guides and your angels in the universe because they all really, really do need to be interconnected together because, yes, you know your chart, but if it doesn't make sense, this is when you can ask, ask the questions to the universe, ask the questions to your angels, and you'll just get ideas. I got an idea one day just to start an Instagram to share my knowledge. I was like, what? Okay. If you say so, voice in my head, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, all in divine timing. It's true, too, because when you start, like me saying about, like, your 16-year-old self wouldn't have appreciated it. I feel like very similar to my own journey, you kind of have to go af- through some stuff or whatever that yeah, stuff is. Why is it like that? <laughs> yeah, to be able to then, like, look back and really understand and appreciate it. But then also it could be kind of cool, like, you know, instead of having careers guidance at school to have, like, chart reading. <laughs> oh, my God. I am Just giving me the perfect idea. I'm going to approach schools because when I was doing the – when I took Antares to nursery for – just to view it, a viewing, yep. and the lady asked me what I do, and I told her, she was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing to teach the children. So now you've said it. So, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm onto something. Yeah. <laughs> but even like if you don't need to know like obviously we're going to dive into a little bit more about like finding obviously this is podcast of finding your hum like how you do that through your chart but even just understanding yourself like for me when I first started looking at my chart it was to just to really I loved it and I've done a podcast episode on it called like finding myself in my natal chart it was like it's literally all there mirrored back to me and it was so validating to honestly like have myself understood and it was like completely myself understanding myself it was such a lovely thing and even if it was like just that for especially teenagers when we're still trying to find ourselves yeah I mean just I 
honestly, I love astrology. Everyone around me knows that that's all I talk about. So, yeah, I um, definitely think you should go and teach people more about this at a younger age. Yeah, I I will write emails to schools in the area after this, believe me. (laughs) You have to let me know how you go. (laughs) Well, well, let's manifest it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into that a little bit in terms of, you know, how does somebody find and I you know I know people like use their word like purpose and stuff like that but that really that thing in their life that lights them up and whether it turns out to be their job or just turns out to be a hobby or something that they put into their life like what if you were looking at a chart what would you look at to allow someone to really find that inner spark within them um yeah so I just want to you know preface this by saying your purpose isn't your career your purpose is more who you're here to be so your chart is like not what you're here to do I I me personally I come I approach it from it's who you're here to be I love that I absolutely love that I think so many times and that's why I said like whether it's your career or not I think we put so much pressure on our purpose being our career and it just is not always the case no not at all and I think I did a post about this a few months ago because you know very I'm a Capricorn moon so in the sixth house of work as well so I am I'm very career driven and success driven etc and that's okay and um, so for me that is important so prior to you know a few years ago I was very you no know, like your purpose is your career and da, 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 because that's what it was for me right and you know but what I'm a south node Capricorn in the fifth almost sixth house like right on the cusp there I get you <laughs> Um, but that's okay you know that we're here to experience life through that lens you know um but that's the society that's the society we also live in isn't it like we need jobs we need (laughs) we need money you know um that's why you know perhaps I was approaching it from that way but wouldn't it be so beautiful to do the job that what lights you up you know and that's what I want to connect with people so in terms of your purpose your mission your legacy your calling in this lifetime these are there are five things that I look towards um so this is my top secret (laughs) (laughs) secret formula (laughs) um I've actually done a course on it as well um because it's just so handy to know this as well so I always start with the rising sign ascendant you're a ascendant and your rising sign is your role in this lifetime so I know when you google it and people like you know it'll say the mask you wear no let's stop that straight away um it's not fakery or anything like that it's how people perceive you yes but it's also how people want to perceive you it's like the waiting for you to like release that energy into the world you know um so it's your role how you're meant to approach life and also how you experience each new experience basically um so for example what's your rising sign leo sorry leo. um yeah, leo, leo rising yeah. but you know so your role in this lifetime you're here to number one be the leader be an inspiration you're here to show up authentically you're here to express your heart's desires and just express yourself in a way that is true to your heart 
so that you're an inspiration for others to do the same. So they're looking at you and thinking, wow, look at her doing doing her own thing, you know? <laughs> so when you're coming from that place of like, this is what I'm doing, I'm following my heart, people can't help but look at you and think, wow, like what's her secret, you know? Um, so you as a Leo Ascendant or anyone else who has listened to this, who may be a Leo Ascendant, like you are here to be an inspiration for others. So I know, like, you know, if you were to Google Leo Rising, like, you're here to be famous, da-da-da-da-da, like, no, we need to take the whole chart into account. And if you don't want to be famous, that's fine. But, you know, spirit is saying, hey, there's a little path for you, you can go down. But no, it's more about being an inspiration to motivate others and light up other people's lives as well, which I feel like you're doing anyway, which is <laughs> I amazing. Think that too, like, in saying that, like, you can do that in any career. And that's why, I, yeah, yeah. When people say, like, you know, all your purpose has to be great, it was like, well, no, you could literally yeah, do whatever you wanted and still be a leader in that kind of space if you were like a Leo rising, for example. Yeah, and just inspiring everywhere you go, whether that's in the Starbucks, you know, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, just anything, like anything, anything, you're just here to be an inspiration. And it's beautiful. I have this one-to-one client and she's a hairdresser um and she's a leo ascendant and she's yeah she's amazing she's smashing it around that she's definitely getting the recognition she wants <laughs> um which is amazing um and then from that i look to where the ruling planet is of your ascendant so you know i'd look to where the sun is which house what aspects it's making what sign it's in what element it's in to deepen the interpretation from there i like to go up to the midheaven so the midheaven is the mc on your chart if you look at it at the top and it's your legacy it's your it's your mission along with your role as well i like to interweave them both and the thing is with your midheaven it takes work to get there and you know, it may not come as easily as it does with your sun sign because that's the conscious part of you. But your midheaven is, it takes work to get there. You know, think it's the top of your chart. Um, And when you do, you know, embody the sign of your midheaven, you're coming from a place of fulfillment. Like you think, ah, life's good, you know? Um, So what's your midheaven? Do you know? Gemini. Gemini midheaven. Perfect. This is what we're doing right now is so Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Gemini midheaven so you know is ruled by Mercury so yes look towards where Mercury is in your chart to deepen the interpretation but having a Gemini midheaven you know you are here to share a message your truth you're here to absorb information um, and then freely share your thoughts and ideas um, you're here to connect people together it's all about communication you know that's such a broad umbrella so you know social media podcasts writing publishing things like that like it's all yours you know it's yours it's waiting for you um so yeah and then just look to where mercury's in your chart to again deepen that then i like connect the ascendant and the midheaven together okay so you are here to inspire be recognized do something creative um shine your light be authentic in a way that then go to the midheaven in a way that you are able to freely express your thoughts, your ideas, connect people together, all about communication. 
So can you see how the two are connected? Yep. So that's why you can't just have like one sign fits all. Um, the next part I like to go to is um, anything in the 10th house. So um, not everyone has planets there. But if you do, um, look to what planets you have there and what themes. So, for example, I have Mercury in my 10th house. Um, Mercury's communication, sharing my message, sharing my truth, um, teaching, things like that. So, yeah, definitely what I do. If you don't have any planets... For people in- that don't know, because oh, obviously I understand it, but why the 10th house? Yeah, sorry. And the 10th house <laughs> is the house of the career. It is a career house, your vocation. It's also your public image, um, amongst some other things. But in terms of this, what we're talking about is your career and public image recognition as well. Um, but if you have no planets there, don't worry. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a career. You just look towards the cusp. So the line where the 10th house is showing and what sign that's in. So again, look towards what themes the sign of the 10th cusp is in i'm doing a lot of hand movements here people obviously can't see it but like, i'm trying to describe with my hands but obviously no one can see and that's the hardest thing about when people ask you about like astrology and stuff like that and i'm like oh you kind of need to see it like to really understand it you need to see the wheel yeah or like when people send me the screenshot of the cafe astrology and it's all in a list and like yeah. can you what's my chart saying? So I don't know. That's not a chart. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a really complex wheel. I'm trying to do sure. of- yeah. <laughs> I'll put it at the start of this episode. Please don't listen to this driving, sit down with your chart in front of you and listen to it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That would really help more for sure. Yeah. Um, so after the 10th house, I also look to what your sun sign because your sun sign is, um, you know, of course, everyone knows the sun sign, but it's such an important placement in your chart because the sun is where you want to be recognized, what makes you shine, you know, where you want to shine your light to the world. Just think of our sun in our solar system, you know, it gives us life. So the sun in your chart is what, you know, gives you that light, gives you that spark, that thing. So looking towards the sun, your sun placement is also important for your interpretation of figuring out your purpose. Um, where's your sun? Virgo. I know it's Virgo. In, oh, in the first what, house. In the first house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So even more around providing a service, um, you know, serving others, not from like on your knees, like, yes, master, anything you want, kind of serving, you know, it's like, I want to use, I'm really helpful. I want to help other people, basically. Um, Organisation, structure, routine, good habits, you know, so how can you help other people through those means? Um, Being in the first house, for you, there's more emphasis on individuality, authenticity, showing up as that, being an inspiration, taking the lead and showing others how it's done. So people can look at you and like, yeah, she seems to know what to do. So, you know, let's hire her. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like once I've learned this about myself, I'm like, I always had the boss girl vibes. It just <laughs> didn't end up being the boss of Cadbury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a good thing though not to have all that free chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, your sun placement is really, really important to see what lights you up. 
And then, of course, looking towards, you know, what's the ruling planet of your sun? Deep interpretation. Is it making any aspects to different planets? The next thing I like to look towards is the North Node. So the North Node in your birth chart is, think of it as your future potential, your path of destiny, um, your North Star. So if you want to know where, look to your North Node. It looks like a horseshoe shape. Um, yeah, it's your direction. It's your soul path for this lifetime. And I like to weave all of them together. So, for example, your North Node's in Cancer then, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So, being a North Node in Cancer, <clears throat> you're here to, similar to my Ascendant, you're here to make other people feel safe and secure. But all this starts with yourself, you know. All this starts with yourself. So, first, define what security means to you. Like, embody that, feel that, live that life. Then you're like, hmm, this feels good. I really want to help other people do this as well. So, you know, North Node in Cancer, making others feel safe and secure. Being the nurturer, being the mother, you know. Um, if someone was to have this North Node in Cancer, or a lot of Cancer in the chart, heavy, like, your, your purpose is to be an amazing mother. It's to make others feel like mothered and cared for and things like that. So bring that into your business, you know, bring that into your coaching, things like that. You're here to definitely follow your intuition. So I know that may come of a, especially Pisces moon as well, but your Virgo might be like, no, I need more logic, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you're definitely here to follow your emotions, intuition, and your gut, cancer rules the gut, you know, so as best as you can make all decisions through those things um but yeah really really here to help nurture protect cancer energy is so protective you know and then look towards what the ruling planet of your north node is you know so the moon so the moon in pisces which house it's in what aspects is it making you know so as you can see it's it really is just not one sign and you really cannot just of course you can just google like north node in cancer but then look, is the North Node connecting to any other planets? You know, if it's connecting to Mars and you're really here to motivate others, um, help other people with their drive, things like that. So it's so intricate. It really, really is. <laughs> oh, 100% but like it. Oh, yeah, definitely more like when people go, oh, you know, I read that I'm, like, I definitely remember working with someone and they're like, oh, like I'm an Aries and my friend's an Aries and we're just so dissimilar. And I'm like, do you know your rising sign by any chance? And she's like, yeah, but it ended up being like she was um, a Taurus rising. And I'm like, well, your Aries is in your 12th house. Like you're probably not going to like see it as much. And, yeah, I think people that just look at like the one sign in isolation, they just, yeah, there is so many layers and just keep digging. And like I'm still like not even going to pretend that I know all the stuff about the aspects and all that kind of yeah. like very brief. I'm like, oh, that's a harsh one. But in terms of, yeah, diving in deep, I am still scraping the surface on stuff like that. But 100% like it's it's almost like an onion. You think, oh, I'm getting to know this. And then you peel it back and there's a whole nother like amazingness that you can learn about yourself from it. 
100% and I'm still learning it really is a lifelong journey and there's so many avenues to astrology like I'm now doing business astrology where I'm helping business owners um, connect to their business charts yes your business has its own chart as well yeah. it is its own entity so combine someone's natal chart and business chart and see how they are meant to do business for themselves you know it's time to stop listening to those you know those ig business bro <laughs> gurus get up at five and plan everything out and batch content and things like this like my chart is not made for that like I have my moon in my sixth house so wherever your moon is in your chart is where you very ebb and flow up and down like you need to go with the flow the sixth house is a house of routine so <laughs> I cannot stick to one you know so I very need to live in the moment of like what do I feel like doing today and for me to the idea of batching content makes me feel sick and it doesn't bring me joy therefore I'm not going to do it. And I do it in a way that works for me. And it shows in your chart. I think that's why I love your chart too, because like it really empowers you to be able to be different. Like again, you know, my Virgo, usually the rule of a sixth house can be quite, but I've got this like ebb and flow Pisces and yeah, just allowing myself to move between those two and depending how I feel. But again, it wasn't, yeah, until you kind of start learning about it, that you kind of give yourself permission to, be you yeah and it's so comforting it is so so comforting especially in business in those times or any thing you're going through in life this is going on to transit astrology now transit astrology is where like where the planets are now and the future and how it's affecting your chart or will be affecting your chart and your experience on earth so you know, this is great for business because you can plan, like, I strategically plan things around when is the best time to do something. I also set out, send out um, newsletters at a particular time because there's also a thing called planetary hours. So, yes, each day has their own planets and their own themes and their own energies, but each hour also does, you know. <laughs> so the other day I sent a newsletter in the hour of Mercury. So little things like that is really, really cool. Um, But in terms of like next year for me, springtime, I I will have Jupiter in my 10th house. I will have transit Jupiter in my 10th house. I will have the North Node there as well. Um, And I will have the Sun there. Oh, look out. That is so (laughs) much. I am so excited for that. And that's what's kept me going. For me to know that's coming up, that is what's kept me in the game. That is what made me not stop, especially in those tumbleweed times when it feels like no one's asked about what you're posting. You're getting no, um, you know, no input from anyone. You know, it's awful sometimes, but just to see that activity that is coming for me, I know that's there. I'm going to grab it with all my hands, all my feet, all my body, everything. And I'm going to like really utilize that energy and get leverage on it. So it's, again, that goes back to the comfort thing. It's really comforting knowing your natal chart, but also transit astrology where you can see what's coming up and be like, okay, I'm going to use that for my greater good. That is an opportunity there. Spirit is showing me, hey, Mel, look over here. It's beaming with opportunity. It's up to you to align with that and connect to that and just receive the gifts that are waiting for you. Even um, Even the more challenging aspects, 
when you know they're coming, you can kind of deal with them a little bit. Like you can look at them, like why are they challenging you? Where is the growth there rather than always thinking friction is bad? I think, yeah, yeah. whereas like I said, it's always moving. The planetary skies are always moving, which means good or bad, this too shall pass and something else will come. And we need that growth to go through. And, yeah, I am with you. Absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's really, like, for me at the moment, I posted it on my story last night, you may have seen, but I am in the thick of my Saturn return, and it's in the eighth house. So for those listening who may not be aware what Saturn return means, it's basically Saturn returns to the same sign that it was in when you was born. So around ages 27 to 30 your life may go tits up as we say here in England (laughs) (laughs) you may hit the fan you know maybe like what the hell is happening to me it's your Saturn return it's the bridge between young adulthood and actually okay I'm an adult now so in these few years I think I'm halfway through it can you tell like these bags under my eyes (laughs) (laughs) so um Saturn in your chart both natally and transit Saturn shows where we need to really look at it look at the area of life so look at the house it's in um where are you where are you not being serious where are you like having blind spots where where do you need to take more responsibility where do you need to be disciplined where do you need to just like buckle up and like do the work because you'll just keep getting these same old cycles challenges being held back etc so Saturn return um around ages 27 to 30 it is tough you know and for me because I know it and because I'm not like oh what's happening to me oh no you know (laughs) I'm coming from a place of like because it's in my eighth house so that rules finances I am getting my stuff together in the best way I can. You know, I'm really, I've been so ignorant to it. And this is why I've got so much trauma around it. Like really ignorant, um, deepening my knowledge about wealth, finances, things like that, you know, to ease the Saturn return. Um, Also, I've got Transit Chiron, the wounded healer, squaring, so challenging aspect to my ascendant. So me, my identity. Um, and that's happened from May up and, and it'll end in October. And it, it's really, really tough <laughs> because a lot has come to the surface. A lot of wounds has come to the surface. So that's what Chiron is. Chiron natally for me is in my second house of money and self-worth and values. So transit Chiron also activates the tra- the natal Chiron in your chart. So there's been so much, <laughs> so much around money. And trying to heal that but it feels like I'm also stuck in this cycle but because I know it's there and because I know it's happening I'm not I'm dealing with it and I'm you know this too shall pass and I'm healing so much as I can around it and it just goes back to that comfort thing it's like it, I can see it's going to end in October and it's going to be okay and I will get through it and I'm just having that there as yeah. a gentle and knowing that it's coming up to be healed not to be pushed yeah. to the side, not to be ignored again, but coming up to be healed. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference when you walk into 
a challenge and knowing it's going to be a challenge than being blindsided by it. Yeah, and we all have them. You know, that's the human experience, law of polarity. You know, we need to experience those tough times to appreciate the joy more and the love more, etc. You know, I'm sure that was one of God's rules <laughs> humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, this has been so good. I feel like I could ask you a thousand more questions, but I am very conscious of the time. Um, And I really would love for you to talk a little bit more about that course that you've got, only because I think like we've obviously given everyone very top line of a few of these things and their head may be spinning. (laughs) So in terms of being able to dive into that more, like you said, sure, you can very easily Google like what does sun in Virgo mean for you. But then in terms of layering that with the houses and all the different aspects, can you go a little bit more into sort of what you go through in that course? Yeah, so um, honestly, one of my big, the biggest missions in this lifetime is to connect people with their joy. Like it really see, makes me sad seeing people not living out there you know the purpose as we see it they're not hit they're not doing they're not being who they're here to be and I was like right I just I need to make a course where it's access, accessible to as many people as possible from the price point of view you can't you know literally afford to hire a coach to guide them through so I created my you know it's a mini five tier course called the essence of you and it just goes through the five pillars that I look to in someone's chart or for my one-to-one clients. So it goes through your sun sign and house placement. The second one is your ascendant. Third one, any planets in the 10th. Sorry, third one is the midheaven. Fourth one is the any planets in the 10th house or the 10th house cusp. And the fifth one, like I said, is the is your north node. So it's five individual sections and they are all um, video trainings. And I've done like a presentation so you can see it. And it's all in a very, I go through each sign, of course, and each house and how to figure out your ruling planet, how to create your chart, keywords to use and also a workbook for each individual section so no I'm a I'm a Taurus sun Capricorn moon with a Taurus Mercury so I'm very with the way I teach it's very bullet point it's very a to z black and white like that's how I learn so that's how I teach rather than like big poetic things you know yep. <laughs> it's very da, 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 step step one step two step three so I've created workbooks where it's really you know planned out for you okay this is the sign this is the house this is the element this is the ruling planet what are the key words how to create your own interpretations um so yes the essence of you I I, I love I just love teaching like my North Node is in Sagittarius, so I am here to teach. You know, I have Venus in my ninth house. What I deeply value and appreciate is sharing my wisdom, teaching, um, in a fun way. You know, not 
to classroom it. It's fun. It's interactive. You've got your workbooks and they are beautiful. Can I just say, Venus <laughs> sun here. I need beauty. I need aesthetics. They can't just be ugly workbooks. <laughs> um, so beautiful workbooks as well. And I what am a beautiful always... beautiful name for it. I love that, the essence of you. Yeah, I think, of... yeah, sums it up perfectly. As it is, you know, those... The, your whole chart is that, but those five pillars where if you are feeling a bit lost and you need direction and you're like, where, what, how, you know, um, this would be a perfect um, start to figuring that out. Especially like, let's face it, the last couple of years have kind of been a bit of a drag. So to be able to, I don't know, find that essence, that spark back inside yeah. yourself. Like, what a beautiful time to be doing that. Yeah, it really is. And um, that's what people are looking for, isn't it, now? That that thing, like, a lot of people have woken up and realised life's too short and mm -hmm. I need to be doing what lights me up. I want to help people. I want to leave corporate. I want to start something. And it's all in your chart. It's all there. It's just waiting for you to remember. It's waiting for you to connect to it. <laughs> hilariously I left corporate and then went back to corporate <laughs> so I've like done the 360 <laughs> quite literally yeah but again it, and again like like you said like it's potentially in my chart but I'm doing it and now that I've gone back when you said about the whole doing it my way 100% doing it completely different and my way this time because yeah I've taken all the crappy bullshit off that you get from everybody else and yeah I'm doing it what how it lights me up now and I think this yeah, how course yeah and exactly how you've explained it today is the perfect way to do that so I hope people will go and grab that and you have a lovely little discount code for all the listeners yes. um podcast 10 so I will put that in the show notes as well so anybody um that wants to go and do that and I love that it's self-directed as well too. So you don't, you can like dip into it, dive into it. Because I find sometimes, well, when I was learning astrology, if, if almost if you go through it too quickly, like you lose it, you really, it's like nice, good to like deep dive into one section, really, like you said, like, in, embody it, make it yours. Yeah. yeah, figure it out. And then, okay, I've got the hang of this. Right, let's go into my um, ascendant sign now. Let's see what my role is, how I can you know, put more of that into my life. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to make it, like, self-paced because we're all, as it, as it says in your chat, <laughs> yeah. we're all doing things in our own way. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for your time today. But I do like to finish up with one question. <laughs> what are you doing in your life that is allowing you to find your hum at the moment? Um, funny you should ask that so I know that I'm not having enough fun in my life um, must be all the earth in me productivity productivity <laughs> you know? I'm not having fun and it's funny because my north node is in the fifth house of fun so yep. I'm here to have fun you know and I know that's blocking my manifestations so I'm going on a date this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on a date this afternoon. I was like, right, that's definitely fun. I'm, I've been single for 
five years now. I'll go on a date, <laughs> have fun. Baby's at nursery all day. I'll have some, you know, good, good cocktail or something. So yeah, yeah. more fun. I'm really, really concentrating on just to have more fun. Um and have more time for me as well, you know, because I'm a single parent, single mama. Um, so yeah, all all of my time is for my boy, but really remembering that no, it, it, I I matter as well. I matter. I'm a better mother that way, I'm a better teacher that way. So yeah, definitely instilling more fun. My Capricorn is dying inside. She's <laughs> like, no, gotta, gotta get to the top, girl, gotta get to the top. I will in my own time. Yeah, I'm Taurus. doing it with a cocktail in my hand, enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, with my Italian mum. <laughs> Just like your Taurus needs the finer things in life, so you still oh, need to have that as well. <laughs> yes, thanks for the reminder. Yes, so more fun. And that goes for anyone listening to this, like it really is so important, you know, especially if you're in launch mode or something like that and detach detach from it go, go and go bowling go cinema or something and you know stop checking your emails stop stop checking how many likes you've got and everything because that takes the fun away from it so yeah definitely more fun is what I'm instilling in my life yeah I wish got a lot of <laughs> mum friends and all that kind of stuff and I think yeah single mums not single mums you can get bogged down in mum life and yeah getting out even just day-to-day general grind stuff like even if you yeah it can just yeah, we just need to enjoy ourselves a little bit more. 100%. I'll let you know how the date goes. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, speaking from transit astrology, just quickly before we leave, yeah. my transit chart right now is amazing for this. I have transit <laughs> conjunct my Venus. Yep. And I also have transit Venus in my first house. So this is a perfect time. And I've told him that. <laughs> it's oh, I do love a Scorpio, man. It's so funny because, like, you know how you see those memes about, you know, like, oh, she asked about what time you were born and the mum's like, run, run, run. Oh, my God, I love knowing it. But I find, too, I like knowing people's charts so I know how to relate to them. Like, now that I really learned about myself in my chart, I love knowing other people. So, like, how do they communicate? How do they want to be communicated to? Like, how do they feel love? Like, it's so beautiful to be able to love, communicate, relate to and it doesn't have to be like romantic just in general like yeah. from my point of view like now that I'm back in corporate as well as doing my nutrition work it's like how are people motivated in both of those things like so look to their math sign like I don't know I like honestly I just love love it all like love it for myself and love it for other people it's so important yeah, so important. It will change your life. If you're listening to this <laughs> and you've never looked at your chart, never had it read, don't know anything about it, you're missing out. Believe 100%, me. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And what a perfect way to leave that on. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I really do appreciate it. Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.